Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Starting to look a lot like Christmas. Look at Kmart. I'm the only one festive. Jeffrey is wearing a tie. I don't want to nodded. Kevin Hart left an espresso machine in her green room. Graziano at this moment could run a marathon. <laughs> I have been adopted by the Bills Mafia. The beauty of live television, folks. You're going to experience this with us. Marcus is going to do security. And we're all going to hold our breath and see if his internet holds up. <laughs> I'm just imagining all the Cowboys fans rooting for Tommy DeVito. I need Tommy DeVito to ball out of his mind. I cannot wait for Cowboy hats and knees fingers. They're going to do it wrong. What did the policeman say to the snowman when he caught him stealing? You're white. Don't worry about it. You're white. (laughs) No? I'm sick of Jeff Saturday. If there's something that I love to see is a cowboy taking a ball. That guy went to my high school. Receive it. So it's a double whammy. Boom. Oh, my God, bro. And Marcus's signal hung in there. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> that bro, line from Nick broke Nick you up. It was so good. <laughs> was so good. <laughs> that was so on point. Danny was so – you could see Danny's joke got – Upstage. I don't even remember what his punchline was. <laughs> Neeks was better. All right. We got a good morning working here. We are live at the seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Tons to get to on this football Friday, and it begins with the action last night. If you're ignoring the Rams, you are missing a significant NFL story. By the way, Puka Nakua had a sensational light, and he was on Dan Graziano's fantasy bench. There's Shohei Otani taking a look. He's the brand-new Dodger, and here's Stafford, and here's the aforementioned Nakua. Puka Nakua has been a revelation since the start of the season. I thought that he might slow down. Obviously, Dan Graziano did as well because he started <laughs> Cooper Cup instead of him on his fantasy. That's a tough matchup. That's Nak- <laughs> Nakua, nine catches, 164 yards, and a touchdown. Meanwhile, on the other side, Rashid Shaheed can still do this. Derek Carr can push the football down the field, Rashid Shahid is an absolute blazer. They attack Akilo Witherspoon, and now we dug in in the end zone. How about Drew Brees? Look at Drew Brees. He got a bang. (laughs) (laughs) Here's an interesting moment in the game. Right before the half, one minute left. Saints go for it there on a fourth and five, and they don't get it. Rams get a short field, and they take advantage. The Rams take advantage because of Matthew Stafford. This is the play he creates outside of the pocket, pushes the football down the field, pinpoint accurate throw. No one's paying any attention. Stafford is having one of the best seasons of any quarterback in the NFL. This is Demarcus Robinson. That's a touchdown. It's 17-7. Well, that's, a chief, that's a chief receiver that can yeah, catch. Why can't the Chiefs get guys like that? Yeah, seriously, yeah, he's a there. former Chief. Here we go. Saints a third down now in this one. He's picked off. This is a great play by Jordan Fuller, falling right back into the deep crosser, picks the football off, puts them in scoring position. And at that point, Graziano is just saying, please don't throw it to Nakua. Whatever you do, don't throw another one to Puka Nakua. They don't. They give it to Kyron Williams. He takes it in. He had a big night, 104 rushing yards. Rams go up big. Saints made it a little but not a lot interesting at the end, and the final score is 30-22. to 22. So don't look now. Here come the Rams. They have a 78% chance to make the playoffs as of right now. They find themselves above 500 
for the first time since week one. And I want to set up. I've been leading up to this all morning long. But I turn to my 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 dear friend here from yes. the 313. We got we got we got the, what up dope. What up dope. Everybody in the 313. <laughs> That's exactly right. Everyone waiting yeah. for Ma- Matthew Stafford was the guy who was going to finally win a playoff game in Detroit. Yes. And what if after 12 seasons there he actually does it wearing another mm. uniform. That's the matchup. If the season ended today, it would be Stafford at the Lions in the playoffs. I tell you what, this is a dangerous football team mm-hmm. because they're playing with house money, and he has, he's been rejuvenated by a bunch of young players. I think the energy that Puka Nakua brings to the team, you talk about the running back Williams, how, how well he plays, he gives them a sense of physicality. Mm-hmm. And this no-name defense is playing and punching above their weight class. This is a dangerous football team. You talk about, you know, Stafford looks healthy for the first time in two years. And, and it shows in his movement within the pocket and his accuracy with the football. So I'm thinking of your dad. I know. You always tell us your father gets into acid, re- acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> we, we thought we had. We, I thought it was the first time he's going to enjoy his turkey dinner. What did the Lions do? They went lion. And so now, how will he be? What's his first name? Bartholomew. Oh, okay. Even better. Bartholomew. How will Mr. Bartholomew Scott be? How nervous would he be about the idea that Stafford, of yeah. all people, could come yeah. in there and spoil this great season? I mean, he going to have a picture of banana cognac probably before. I'll going to last past halftime. He's nervous. Are, 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 they, are the Rams, I mean, they absolutely are. I, we were at training camp. I went to training yeah. camp this year. And Sean McVay said he had to really reevaluate himself and see if he was as dedicated to coaching as he was when he started. 37. Yeah, but you also got to understand, he's coached it, but he's coached a long time. He won a lot. And there's also options, right? Sean McVay has options. Sean McVay could sit here right now and make more money than all of us put together. Mm -hmm. And so, no, not you. No, not me. But okay, go ahead. Us. (laughs) The regular people. And so when you think about him rededicating himself to coaching and the job he and Raheem Morris have done with this team, the defense coordinator, it's absolutely phenomenal. But Matthew Stafford throwing the football better than any young quarterback, any old quarterback. Yeah. He's the best in the league with what he's doing with his arm. Greedy, to RC's point, if we're sitting here in a month and we're like, man, that team got hot in the playoffs, they have every indice of that. They have a big, strong-arm quarterback, and they can rush the passer. And when a team gets hot in the playoffs, the Rams have what it takes to do that. They can run the football. I, yep. too, was at Rams training camp. Every training camp stop I went to, everybody was like, hey, Ryan Clark was here yesterday. <laughs> it was awesome Good to follow him. But I was talking to the GM, Les Snead, and he was, he was talking about, look, if we're not the youngest, team in the league were close. I don't, you know, so many unknowns. But, you know, the NFC, you know, there may be some opportunities. And if we get there, he said, if we get there, we got guys that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Like, we may be a team nobody wants to play. And I was thinking about that conversation and how was, at the time I was like, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's a nice night. I'll listen to you, Les. Right. But, but no, I, I, I think that's coming true. And I do think they're a team I'm not sure they're a Super Bowl team, no. but could they mess it up for somebody no. else? I That's think they right. could. And if that somebody is Detroit, that would be a fascinating story. All right, let's make some bold uh, predictions. Here we go. Let's look ahead to this weekend. We got great games. We got the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Bart, give me a bold prediction for that game. Well, I think, listen, I think the, the Miami Dolphins might run for over 200 yards. You talk about Mer, 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 uh, Munster. You're talking about also A-Chan. Listen, when you get thrown out the club like the linebackers did last week, you don't fix that in one week. 
and you'd you be uh, scared straight. You talk about Tyreek Hill coming back, trying to you know continue his offensive player of the year um, you know season. I think this bowl's you know bad for the Cowboys on the road. That's another trouble sign. We'll get back to them in a minute. Graziano, give me a bold prediction for this weekend. Garrett Wilson's going to catch three touchdown passes from Trevor Simeon oh, against one of the worst defenses in the league, a team in Washington that has shut it down. And I am not just saying that because I started him over Puka Nakua. <laughs> <laughs> I really need it, Garrett. Come on. Help me That's out. where it comes my from. my prediction come true and help me beat Dave McKinnon. <laughs> That's not Dave McKinnon. <laughs> Dave McKinnon, who is the producer of First Take and in the Fantasy League. Mike T, give me a bold prediction. Greeny, I'm going back to the well. Bart, you were in here. You were late last week, but somebody on this mm-hmm. desk predicted Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go into Miami and win 35-28. Yeah, I think luck. Dax played too well for too long to have back-to-back bad games. I know we talked a lot about Dallas's run defense, but Greeny, I'm telling you, Dallas has to play better on offense, and I expect they will. All right, so let's, Cindy, just come out to us. Let, let's, let's skip the Micah Parsons here. I want to just dive into this game because I, I want to make sure we have plenty of time to really do it. The bottom line of it is this. Every really good team besides San Francisco has some sort of yes. flaw somewhere or another. A week ago, we were talking about the Cowboys like they were a rocket ship. Like, oh, my goodness. That one bad game, and it was bad. It feels it felt less like a bad game than it felt like something was exposed in the Cowboys. Is that going to happen again this Sunday? You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know if it's gonna happen again, right? Because we've seen both of these teams have flaws. The Miami Dolphins have everything you need for it to happen yeah. again. The Miami Dolphins have an offensive coordinator and head coach in Mike McDaniel that understands how to diagram and scheme plays to put you in bad positions from a run standpoint. And Michael Parsons doesn't fit the run as well as he rushes the passer. Every team that has exploited this defense, the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, obviously last week the Buffalo Bills, they've done it with the run. And then now you go to the other side of the football and Dak Prescott and this offense, haven't, they haven't played well from behind. They haven't been able to find that comfort that allows Dak Prescott to be the sort of player that distributes the football and runs the team back into a game. The only thing that scares me is this. Defensively, the Dallas Cowboys don't do schematically what you need to do to make them to make the Miami Dolphins one-dimensional. And when you don't make them one-dimensional, they run up the scoreboard. So schematically, this game leads more toward the Miami Dolphins. I'm just picking the Dallas Cowboys because I just want to be fun. Okay, so here's the question on the screen, Bart. How do the Cowboys overcome their struggles on the road? I've been fighting this battle all week long. I don't. I think that the road home thing is a little over. Re- overrated. I understand the record. I understand they're three and four on the road and they're perfect at home. It feels to me like some of these things might have happened wherever the game was played. How significant is the fact that the Cowboys are on the road? I mean, it's, it's very significant because we know they're two different teams. They're two different teams because on the offensive side of the ball, they don't have the luxury of communication. So you have to do things that are uncomfortable. To Explain you. that a little more. Well, the crowd noise, side of the counts, being able to make your adjustments, everybody being able to see the signs, things of that sort. But why does that affect them more than it does everybody? As a general rule, the home road advantage has been never been less significant in the NFL than it is right now. I mean, because you have to go there and you have to communicate and you also got to go there with two plays. So you're doing a check with me type of offense. You got to be able to check. And then if you can't, you know, have a communication, one person doesn't get the check and then, you know, somebody's offside or somebody misses an assignment and then you're behind the sticks. This is a team that got exposed like a nerve. And you talk about in this league is a copy of the cat league. Mm-hmm. If you show that you soft 
And mm-hmm. when you get the burn, ball ran in between the tackles down your throat, when you got Damone Clark getting thrown out the club, like players club, like, like tiny Zeus Lesser, <laughs> you know, you know punches uh, boy in the back of the head, yeah. then you have to get respect back. They got to go back and get respect back because now they look like we would, we would say, man, these dudes soft. And listen, they have to go back and show that they can be physical, and they may not be able to do that with a 205-pound linebacker. They might have to consider taking Michael Parsons and putting him back in his natural position. He knows how to fit the run from the Mike position. He's played his entire life. They're going to need that because they need some blunt force trauma in the middle of that defense. Yo, Greeny, I work with Brian Schottenheimer, the Dallas offensive coordinator, for a number of years at the Jets. And to answer your question, he would say, hey, it's our responsibility to give the quarterback two plays so he has the answers to the test at the line of scrimmage, it's a lot easier to communicate at home mm. than what will be very loud, yeah, yeah. certainly in Buffalo and this week in Miami. But that's philosophically what they want to do. And Dak is very smart. That's why they've been so successful. They get to the right matchup most of the time. That heat, too, and that check engine light can come on when, you, when you're not used to playing in, in South Florida late in the year, too. That's a separate factor. I understand what you're saying. And I, I, I get the, the communication thing. What I'm saying is, when I watch the Cowboys lose these games on the road, generally I feel it's because they're being out. Greeny, what do they do that travels? They don't do the things that travel, right? Okay. Physicality well, that, travels. Okay. You can pack physicality with you, yeah. right? right? If, 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 I, if, I'm, if I'm good enough or if I'm willing to stick my face in the fan, you stick your face in the fan no matter where you right. play. Right. You don't need crowd noise so I can rush the passer. You don't need the crowd to be quiet offensively so I can get between one or two plays. You don't need that if you're doing something that travels. What San Francisco does, that travels. What Baltimore does, that travels. It doesn't do the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, they do need pristine environment, pristine circumstances to go out and win. They don't have that on the road. That is the best explanation I've gotten all week long. I've been waiting all week long because I keep saying they just keep getting out physical. And you're telling me part of that is because they are on the road. It's it's because of the way they're set up. Right? Remember we used to look at the Indianapolis Colts in a certain way? Right. That's who the Dallas Cowboys are. And remember, when you go back to the Philadelphia Eagles game, I think the one thing we didn't harp on enough was the fact that they forced three fumbles. Right. Right, forcing three fumbles changes the game because the Philadelphia Eagles are moving the football. Right, and those were punch outs. Those were strips. This was them getting the football back to their offense, but it wasn't like they were just being stingy defensively. And I think, and so you can't, that's it, Bart. You can't depend on that. Give me a final thought. I think what RC said in the last hour about the Cowboys recovering from losses and answering questions is the key element here. These are two teams, by the way, that we're still not 100% convinced about, right? Dallas and Miami. And, and, and one of them is going to win this game and look like a, a legitimate Super Bowl yep. contender. And the other we're going to still be asking questions about. So can Dallas do what it did after Arizona? Can it do what yeah. it did after San Francisco? Mm-hmm. The run that went on after that. <laughs> that. That is a significant. And if they do, then, well. then hats off to them. They didn't because, face the Dolphins, though. They didn't right, face the I team get it. I'm not, I'm, I think the Dolphins are going to win the game. But if I'm wrong, good for the Cowboys for showing me, and by the way, themselves, that they can do something we didn't think they could. It's a good one we get on Christmas Eve. Sit home and watch the Cowboys and Dolphins and then be in here breaking it down with you Monday morning on Christmas Day. All right, just getting started for this hour on this Football Friday. Coming up, it's a possible Super Bowl preview. It's a Christmas night special. Can the Ravens upset the Niners? If Lamar wins the game, is he the MVP? We're talking about that one plus the big problem. In Pittsburgh, R.C. has had a lot to say this morning about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. We will have our reaction in just a moment. You're watching Get Up on ESPN.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Time for DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions. They're brought to you by DraftKings, so let's do a little more or less. RC, will Christian McCaffrey have more or less than one and a half total touchdowns against Baltimore? He's going to have less. I think Christian McCaffrey is only going to have one touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. He will score, but he will not have more than one and a half. Okay, fair enough. Then, Danny, let me come to you. Let's stay on that game. Hmm. Brock Purdy, Thank you. 248 and a half. He likes, he prefers fewer. So, uh, more or fewer than, than 248 and a half passing yards, Brock Purdy? I mean, either we're doing the show in English or we're not. I'm going with fewer, uh, and I'm kind of with RC here, I think. I mean, that Baltimore Ravens defense is no joke. I do think that as exciting a matchup as this is, there's a chance it's a little more low scoring on both sides than we might want it to be. Both defenses playing well. I think Brock Purdy has a good game, but I don't think he has a monster game on the stat sheet. Let's go to the other side. Mike T, Lamar Jackson, more or less one and a half Passing touchdowns. More, I see a little bit different than Dan G from a standpoint that I think Lamar has a lot to prove. National mm. stage. Isaiah likely mm. following in for uh, Mark Andrews. Either Zay Flowers or OBJ. So I think Lamar is a big game. And one way or another, one of the things that could be settled in this game on Monday night, well, I guess we could settle who's the best team in the NFL. We also maybe could settle who's going to win the MVP. As we speak, Brock Purdy is the favorite. Lamar Jackson is next. 
Lamar Jackson, I would have to believe. This award has literally changed hands right? every week in public perception. If Lamar plays a big game Monday night and the Ravens win, maybe Lamar Jackson winds yeah. up winning his second. Well, the way – see, see, Greeny, I like how you phrased it in the second hour. Right. First hour was like, Lamar wins, he's the MVP. Well, no. You got mad at me about the – let me make a point. Let me Because you were basically saying, well, there's a scenario in which they win the game and he doesn't play great. Is there? Not really. Is there really a <laughs> Not really. in which Not really. maybe that's the whole debate about Brock Purdy and, and yeah. the, the really. Ravens have no chance to win if we don't come in here Tuesday morning yeah. and say, boy, and, and, Lamar and, was and, awesome. And, and, and I agree with that, right? But we also have to look at Lamar Jackson and the different scale he seems to be critiqued on, the different scale yeah. that Patrick Mahomes is critiqued on. Like, they're compared to themselves. And when you look at what Brock Purdy is doing and the way that he executes, everybody's looking at him and saying, okay, he's efficient. They're looking at the statistics and the numbers. That's not how it works mm. for Lamar Jackson. They look at the way it happens, right? They want to watch the film and feel a certain thing from the way he plays. If he executes at a high level and does what he has to do for this team to win, which no other quarterback in the entire NFL is asked to do, yes, he then now leads the MVP race. But there's so much that's heaped on to Lamar Jackson, I feel like the scrutiny and the expectations yes. of him are so much different than a lot of the other quarterbacks in the league. Put the picks up on the screen, Cindy, if you could, while we have the conversation. Listen. Okay, Bart. Bart, right. the only one guy. He's, he's riding on. with his I'm going to stand on I like it. How, how about that discussion? The, the Brock Purdy, whose numbers suggest he's having the best season of any quarterback in the NFL, yeah. But there are many who question whether – how much of it is him and how much of it is the, the people around him versus Lamar Jackson for MVP. I mean, when you look at the difference in how they're compared, you, you do talk about – make a great point about how Lamar's judged from his MVP season when he showed us something that we've never seen. Mm -hmm. But, he, you know, quietly, he's improved so much from the pocket. And for the first time, he has a receiver that we would take in the top 15 in the league, which he didn't have that before. It was all on his back. They took a little bit off his plate, and he's rewarded them. But secretly, when you look at what he's doing running the ball, he's still efficient there. Yeah. That's not even a primary thing. And he's buying time – Listen, the difference between Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson, when, it, when, when, when the defense has a perfect play, Lamar Jackson can overcome the X and O's. Brock Purdy can't. We saw that when his first options wasn't open and they had that three-game losing streak. That's, that, that's a, the, the difference is when Brock Purdy doesn't have everybody, he right. ain't Brock Purdy. Like, just be honest. Exactly. When Debo Samuel and Trent Williams just were two out of them. and you were asking for Brock Purdy to go win this game in Minnesota, yeah. interceptions, go win this. Like, he couldn't do those things. Finish this game against the Cleveland Browns. Take us above the X's and O's. Take us above what people can make right. you. Here's the difference. Lamar Jackson makes everyone around him better. Plus multiple. The people around Brock Purdy make, make Brock Purdy better. That does not mean Brock Purdy shouldn't be the MVP. Well, they, right, right. these two people love the word, love this phrase, force multiplier. Yeah. He it's, is it's not. Really my, it's, it's really my, it's his word. Okay, I'm sorry. His word. Yeah. But, but to tie this to the MVP and Monday Night Greeny, Ronnie Stanley, unusually this year, wrote, he, wrote, he rotates, which is really unusual for an offensive lineman. It makes if, if Baltimore wins, Lamar Jackson's going to have to overcome some really bad left tackle play against Jay Young and Nick Bosa. Something that Brock Purdy couldn't do. And that's why, like, those, those two things are tied together in my mind. I had Marcus Spears here on Wednesday, and he said something that I thought was fascinating, and you guys are both defensive players. He said, when you're playing defense, and that you come in for your Wednesday meeting and you're going to start your game planning for that week, mm -hmm. it's when you're playing Baltimore, the first name they talk about is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're playing San Francisco – 
Brock Purdy is not the first name that gets mentioned. Is that is He's that like right? He's like the fourth. Yeah. I don't even know if we would yeah. have him on our scouting yeah, report. Because you look at – well, he would be on my scouting report because he's absolutely dealing. But it would be Christian McCaffrey, and then it would be Debo Samuel, and then it would be George Kittle, and yeah. then it would be Brandon Ayuk. Because my thought process yeah. would be let's figure out where they're lined up and what are the tips and tendencies from mm-hmm. where these people are lined yeah. up. We're going to attack Brock Purdy with our front. Yeah. Y'all got to go get to him at some point. Yeah. But on the back end, it's figuring out how Kyle Shanahan is going to utilize all of these skill players that yeah. he has. And that's okay. I think the problem is this. It's like when you say something like that about Brock Purdy because of his numbers, it's, oh, you're hating or this and that. No, it's not that. It's we've watched this offense execute a certain way. And based on his statistics, he's the best Kyle Shanahan has had. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't taking him over a lot of these other quarterbacks. Get in here, Danny. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with what's being asked of them, right? And, yes. and, and I think Brock Purdy obviously fits what Shanahan wants yeah, to do. Yeah. And I think in Baltimore, you know, they've built something that that obviously Lamar Jackson is he great is the at. system. Right? So I, I think, like, you talk about MVP, uh, a degree of difficulty cannot just be the only right, the factor. Like, like, a level of accomplishment at the end of the day has to factor in. And what Brock Purdy is doing uh, is at the very top of the league yep. in all these categories. I, I mean, there's no bigger Lamar Jackson fan than me. Like, I, I, if I just based on I, I enjoy watching him play and how important it is, like, I would vote for MVP well, every single year. But me, the fact is, Purdy is having a better year. Season. Well, the reality right is, it's going to be settled on the field. Because yes. at the end of the day, if Lamar Jackson beats San Fran and then beats another front runner in Tua Tunga by Lowell the yes. next week, then you hand the award to him yes. because he's going to have his Heisman moment in the NFL. But the MVP favorite changes every single week, so that can't possibly yeah. happen. Well, it could be Lamar after <laughs> this one, and that would be a change. Don't forget, <laughs> on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, coming up. Earlier this morning, Ryan Clark had a great deal to say about his former coach, Mike Tomlin, about where the Steelers are, about where George Pickens is. We have a lot to react to there, and we will. Don't miss it. Next, Get Up on ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we approach the bottom of the hour here. Get up on ESPN. And so much of the conversation this week is swirled around that man, George Pickens, wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this play in particular last Saturday against Indianapolis when he clearly does not make an effort 
to block for Jalen Warren, who might have scored a touchdown in a game the Steelers needed and ultimately lost. Uh, it is a play that has received a great deal of attention here and elsewhere. First and foremost, let's let you hear Pickens' explanation for himself. I was just trying to uh, prevent the Tank Dell situation, the same thing that happened to Tank Dell. Uh, I didn't want to get an injury. Uh, you know, when you stay on the block too long, you can get ran up on very easily. So people that's questioning my effort, down, 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 play football, they do what y'all do. Football. All right, so, so that explanation clearly did not sit well with Candidly, any of the former players I've had up here, Bart, you reacted strongly to it. Uh, Damian Woody almost jumped out of his chair yesterday, and, and so many have. Uh, but RC, earlier this morning, let's, let's get to the part of this that's really important. Mike Tomlin is a legendary coach for a legendary franchise in Pittsburgh. I'll remind everyone, they've had three head coaches since 1969, and you played for Mike Tomlin. Yeah. He's someone I know that you, you love. Yeah. Um, but you said earlier this morning you made a big statement here, and I, I think for those who did not hear it, it's important to hear it from you. It, it's, it's time for a conversation about change in Pittsburgh. It's time for Mike Tomlin to go sit with Art Rooney and say, okay, here are the reasons I think I should stay. Here are the reasons I think I shouldn't. And I think Mr. Rooney should also have that opportunity. When you look at George Pickens, this is not the human they drafted. Now, he had other things that pushed him into the second round because it wasn't talent. But what we saw from him was a guy that wanted to prove Mike Tomlin right. For Mike Tomlin saying, I will raise you. Mike Tomlin saying, I embrace you. And now we've seen that dissipate. We've seen the same thing with a guy like Deontay Johnson. You saw Chase Claypool not truly even understand team, understand what winning is about. And so when you have a room, that is full of those sorts of cancers, it goes to the top and it goes to messaging. It goes to being able to speak to these players and speak about these players in a way that changes the way they approach the game with professionalism. And that's not happening inside this locker room. And for Mike Tomlin, who's only scheduled to speak with the media twice a week, to answer the call to speak about this, that's how you know it's a problem. This is a man that's about business. He has a cave. Right. So if you're looking for Mike Tomlin during the day, there's a small office when you walk around the corner as you walk past the six Lombardis that you have to go find him. It's like a cubbyhole dungeon. Mm. And that's where he watches film every day. So normally on this day when he's talking to the media, that's where he's supposed to be. Mike Tomlin is now spending his time teaching his players how to be professional about addressing the media because they can't be professional on game day. Mm. That lack of effort shown by George Pickens, shown by Deontay Johnson, has now permeated through the entire team. And Mike Tomlin needs to figure out if this is the place for him, because I don't believe it is. The same way Andy Reid had to leave Philadelphia, and he's now have had two separate Hall of Fame careers, Mike Tomlin needs to do the exact same thing. So to so make it... Uh 100% clear what you are. I'm not saying he should saying. get fired. Right. I'm saying that they should make a decision. I'm saying this should be one of those relationships where we come together and we say, this marriage has been absolutely amazing. We've raised kids. We've done amazing things. We have these memories that we will share forever. Now where we are, we have grown apart. And in growing apart, I need a new partner. Yeah. I need somebody that can take me to the next level and the second chapter of my career and of my life. And as the Pittsburgh Steelers, you need to go find something else as well. But this is what I promise you. It's going to be a lot easier for Mike Tomlin to go somewhere and find success than it is going to be able for the Pittsburgh Steelers to find his successor. Mm -hmm. 
To their credit, they've done very, again, they right. hired Chuck Knoll. It worked out great. They hired Bill Cowher. Right. It worked out great. They hired Mike Tomlin. They know what they're doing. So th this, this is not about all the fans mm. who are yelling and screaming, no. it's time to fire the coach. This is about maybe at some point it runs its course. I, I would like to ask you, Bart, just to go back to the comment there, because yeah. uh, when, we hear, um, when we hear George Pickens say, well, the people criticizing me never played the game. Well, you most certainly played the game. Yeah. So when you see that play when, and you hear his explanation, what do you think? Well, football is a codependent type of sport, right? I, I need Ryan to do his job so I can do mine. Yep. I need him to protect me just like I have to protect him. And that's not protecting your teammate because the player that he was supposed to be blocking went and gave his running back a concussion shot in the back of his head, which could have injured him. So you're worrying about not injuring yourself. But what about me as your teammate, your brother? It's a, it's a level of respect and professionalism that you expect from your teammates. So I would have a problem with that. Like, he probably would have got the paws put on him when we went in the back, you know, just <laughs> talking about it because that's how we used to do things in the old school we know that Mika Fitzpatrick tried to put the paws on somebody because he's from the old school as well but what happens is when a coach is there and I was at the end of the Brian Billick era in Baltimore and Brian Billick came in and won a Super Bowl from basically an expansion team in a short period of time but at some point the message fell flat so you have to ask yourself you can do one or two things either you replace the coach or you replace the players they've tried to replace the players yeah. but the players haven't been the players that you know he inherited from from Bill Cowher. So you, you inherited a culture that was passed on to you that, you know, before that was passed on to Bill Cowher from Chuck Knoll, and then the players understood the message. On the defensive side, that message still reigns yep. supreme. When you think about T.J. Watt learning from what James Cam Harrison Hayward. had yep. did yep. and what Cam Hayward had did and what, you know, Ryan Clark had did, Troy Palomalu. But on the offensive side, I would ask you, who is the leaders? So who's going to hold those guys accountable? Who's going to grab this young kid up and say, this is how we do things, and either you get in or you get out, and I'll put them paws on you, and we'll get you up out of here. Dang it, Bart Scott. Here's the thing. When we won championships, and I love them, and Ben Roethlisberger came out and said the old Steeler way or whatever it is is gone. Offensively, that left when Jerome Bettis left. Offensively, mm. that left when Hines Ward left. Yeah. You know who led the Steelers when I played? James Ferrier, Larry Foote, mm -hmm. Casey Hampton. Brett Kiesel, Ike Taylor, Troy Palomalu. We didn't need an offensive leader. You need to go do your job. We'll lead from this side. When that changed, when the leaders stopped being the guys that stopped people from scoring and it became the killer bees, let's go score points, let's go do all that, there was no leadership. There was no standard to be held to. There was no, there was no opportunity for this team. If we ain't cover zero and we gave up a, we gave up a run, Casey Hampton getting cussed out. If we ain't coverage and we give up a 12-yard pass, we getting cussed out on the back end because it was an accountability that you had to have to your brothers. When that switched to the offensive side, when Ben Roethlisberger became the, the, the leader of that, it changed the entire locker room. See, so I blame the general manager because then now you can't take picks like Pickens because he doesn't have the infrastructure and the culture to hold itself accountable. See, so that's why what I was going to say in regard to that is that I feel like they have taken some of these chances yes. because of their faith in Tomlin. They say, well, yeah. if I bring this guy in, I can bring him in here because Mike... Too many of I said that in the first hour, right? right. Coach Tomlin is comfortable... Yeah trying to raise young men, trying to give people the space in order to be themselves and feel accepted. Yeah, you know what's uh, really interesting to me, what R.C. was saying? Greeny, this is truly transformational because let's say Mike Tomlin has an amicable departing. Take a team like Seattle. There's no way Pete Carroll is going to be fired. But when you're running an organization, it's the juxtaposition of this player or this coach versus who's available. Right. And if I own the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll's a lot closer to the end to the beginning. 
and I could go get a franchise coach like Mike Tomlin, that changes everything. So what I'm saying is if Same that thing. amical departure actually happens, it was like when Andy Reid went to Kansas City. Yes. The line would be around the corner, and coaches that Graz would say are safe – changes overnight. Yeah. For the record, he's 51 years old. Mike Tomlin yeah. is 51, so, so more than young enough, younger than Andy Reid was when yeah. he left. But think about how young he was when the Steelers hired him. Right. Yeah. And if you talk about this happening, and think about Bill Cowher was young when the Steelers mm -hmm. hired him. They, you say they know what they're doing. It's because they know what they're looking for. Right. They're trying to identify an ascending young leader of men. They're not, they're not looking for uh, – we'll hear over the next couple of weeks. The should they hire an offensive coach? Should yeah. they hire a defensive coach? Wrong conversation. You're looking for a leader. You're, and, and they found one in Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, mm -hmm. and they will look for that again. And if their track record is an indication, they'll probably Fly find one. one. But it is easier said than done. And when people in Pittsburgh who might want Mike Tomlin out, they need to think about that. What yeah. comes next, right? Because yeah. it worked. The, it eventually worked for the Eagles, right? Doug Peterson came, but but Chip Kelly did not yeah. succeed Andy Reid uh, in, in a successful way. So there are there are steps back that you can take if you aren't careful with it. Fortunately for Steelers fans, if they do make this decision, it will be thoughtful and reasoned, yeah. and they will be having the right conversations about what comes. Knowing next. him as you do, is your sense that Mike Tomlin would want to go directly to another job? Do you think he might take a year and do television? No, I don't. I don't. He would be unbelievable I, on television. First off, he'd be the best in the world, but I don't know necessarily if this is for him. Like, that man is made to lead men. Yeah. He is made to coach. Like, he would always talk about the art of war and all of these different things. He's been preparing for this role his entire life. And sometimes in those roles, though, you need new challenges. Right. And then, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge to try to get this team back to what it was. But to go and take over somewhere else and say, this is who I am. This is what I preach. These are my words. And, and, and this is how it comes to fruition on the grass. That would be a challenge. I know he would love. You know who he loves? <laughs> Aaron who does he love? He loves Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Remember that moment when he no. and Aaron Rodgers oh my were making googly God. eyes at each other? Ryan Clark, do you remember that? I they do. They Green Bay and Pittsburgh, yes. and they're looking at each other, and they're giving it. It was almost a seductive. They like each other. Listen, you got his number? Give me Tomlin's number. I do have his Give number. Give me Tomlin's number. <laughs> if the Jets could hire you, that's tampering, Greeny. That's tampering. I'll tamper. It's not tampering. If I do it, <laughs> I can call him right now. In, in all seriousness, Greeny, he becomes a free agent. I couldn't be more serious. Yeah, no, he becomes a free yes. agent. And now all of a sudden he's going to assess salary cap situation, quarterback situation. Yes. And, hey, do I want to coach Geno Smith? Do I want to coach Aaron Rodgers for a year? Herbert. Justin oh, Herbert. Justin Herbert is another one. Caleb Williams. He, Caleb Williams. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's actually what – those are the conversations he would be having and assessing what he thinks is the best situation. Should we send uh, Tomlin the jersey? <laughs> no. Do I send him the Rodgers jersey? Please don't. I could get the Rodgers jersey to him pretty Please quickly. Please don't. Send it to that little cave you were describing. <laughs> 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 I don't know where it is. We may not get Greeny back. I, well, no, no. I'm, re I'm in the act of renaming the children right now. <laughs> They're on a wake At least you can have a junior. Yes, exactly right. I'll have a junior. My son will become Mike Greenberg Jr. My daughter will be little Tomlin Greenberg. <laughs> She's only 20. Like little Jordan Humphrey. She hasn't had that much time to become completely connected to the name. It's only 23 <laughs> years. All right, what do we got? Oh, we got hoops tonight. Uh, on the West Coast, we got Steph and the Warriors. We got the Wizards going head-to-head. -head. Coverage starts at 10 o'clock Eastern time. As we continue, huge showdown. Dallas, Dolphins, everything in the world at stake. The question is, who wins? The answer, we will give you coming up next. But let's see if Graziano can answer this one. Here you go, Dan. This is a good one. This. Which two players caught touchdowns from Roger Staubach in Super Bowl VI, which was the first time the Cowboys and the Dolphins played against I see. each other. I know That's I know the one. reason for the question. The answer is next. Definitely no one.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back on Get Up, and before we send it over to Graziano, I just have a quick message. Hey, Mike Tomlin, if you're watching, hit my line. <laughs> RC will give you my number. We may have some things to talk about. It's not tampering if I do it. Okay, now we come on over here. I guess that's true. Graziano is so unbelievably good at this that I can tell you ahead of time he knows the answer. He looked me right in the face and said the answer. He didn't even need the hint I was going to give, which is a phenomenal one. Well, what was it? The two players who caught touchdowns from Roger Staubach in Super Bowl VI. You may be saying, what kind of question is that? It was the first time the Dolphins and Cowboys ever met. Mm. My hint would be they're both in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Yeah, as players, right? That, yes. That's the thing. People forget that he was in the Hall of Fame as a player. But look, I've told him. I've told him, don't mess with me on Super Bowl. My brothers and I used to watch those old NFL films, like those half-hour like Super Bowl. That, we watched a million of them. Yeah. It, it's Mike Ditka and Lance Allworth. Yes, it is. Uh, it's Super Mike Bowl Ditka season. and Lance Allworth. He's unbelievable. I, I remember watching it. Yeah. Ditka, not only in the Hall of Look Fame. Look at the hair Yeah. Allworth. Look at the sideburns. Look at the hair on Ditka. It was a different time. <laughs> this is a man, by the way, Mike Ditka told me that if he hadn't made it in football, he wanted to be a dentist. Could you imagine going to the dentist and having Mike Ditka looking at yeah. you and saying, well, anyway, uh, Ditka oh. was the first tight end oh, ever voted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Graziano is a Hall of Famer when it comes to answering these oh. questions. 36 to 15. We need, we need New Year's to come quick for he him. He literally looked me right in the face and said, yeah, Greeny, I've got this one. So there was never any doubt. Meanwhile, as we make our way back over there, let's do the hurry up here, Danny. Let's go through some injury updates, and let's start with Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence. What's the story? Well, he hasn't practiced the last two days. Uh, he's in concussion protocol, so it's very hard to forecast these things. He could be okay today and practice, and everything will be fine. But if he doesn't practice today, it's hard to see him clearing concussion protocol in time to play Sunday. Has not missed a game, as you see there in his career. He'd love to be out there. But when it comes to concussions, it is not up to the player or even the team. Let's stay in the division and concussions. How about C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud is, is not going to play this week. It's going to be another game of Case Keenum. And this is another reminder about the concussion protocol. Just because he missed one game doesn't mean it's all clear. He was still having symptoms, from what I understand, early this week. So the Texans are being careful, as the protocol requires them to, as they surely want to. Uh, and he will rest another game and hopefully feel better next week. But if he doesn't, then they'll continue to hold him out. I'm fighting for that division. And then the big game, uh, Dolphins and Cowboys, should we expect to see Tyreek Hill? I think it's looking good. It's not certain. He was on the practice field yesterday uh, as a limited participant, so that's an improvement. Didn't practice at all last week. I think what the Dolphins want to do is see how he responds to the practice work he gets this week, how that ankle feels. He has wanted to be close, as close as possible to 100%. That's what they want him to be before he gets back out on the field. So if they feel that way on Saturday or Sunday morning this week, then he will give it a go. All right, let's dive right into it. Cindy, let's put the picks up on the screen. So let's see what everybody likes here. Cowboys and Dolphins. Can I change my pick? You like my, you want to change it to Miami? Because the Tyreek. Why? Yeah. Why? Change my pick. There Why? you go. Come on just, over to the dark side. I've just been thinking about it, man. And like the more I talk, I realize I realize I was truly just picking the Dallas Cowboys based on the energy that I feel like they have rebounded well 
from losses, but the X's and the O's and the rosters don't line up. What is it the Dolphins are going to do to them? The Dolphins are going to run the football, and if you watch the teams that have been able to keep the top on the defense when playing the Miami Dolphins, it's teams that can play too high. It's teams that play too high and can bring slot blitzes. The Dolphins, I mean, the the Cowboys don't do any of that. The Cowboys are a single high football team. The Cowboys are a man-to-man football team. The Cowboys are a team that don't bring extra guys into the blitz because they like to come from a four-man rush to allow Michael Parsons to win one-on-ones. And like, and you just are who you are. And all you do is check with me. You run away from the insert safety. You just yeah, run like away. Just, you end up with a light box and you add a body to it and you throw those little linebackers out the club. So there she is, Cindy Morello, our director, <laughs> the best in the business. Quick change. She has changed your pick, RC. You're the long like ranger, Mike. Yeah, I, you're the long ranger, the best Mike in the business. Yeah, let's just take a snapshot of that because, look, okay. l- last week when the avalanche happened and I felt it, the offense didn't show up, and Dak Prescott's not going to have two bad games. And I understand about the rush. I I get all that. But I'm telling you, Dallas' offense is going to respond this way. They're they're built to play from in front. He needs to get them in front. It has to be Jake Ferguson because here is what I think. What we have all forgotten is, for some reason, Jalen Ramsey gets bored. Yeah. Right. He, he was great in Jacksonville, started to tail off, went to L.A. He was great again, started to tail off. Guess what? He's great again. Yeah. And the one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that Jalen Ramsey can play inside. Jalen Ramsey likes to play inside because you got to come see him when he plays inside. Yeah. Wouldn't this be the best week Match for him up. to move around with C.D. Lamb? Mm. It would. It would. Last week he chased – last week he Garrett, uh, Garrett went Wilson. with Garrett Wilson yeah. the entire week. He didn't catch I a think, pass to the second half. Okay, then. Right, but the, the the next move then is Jake Ferguson and Tony. I say Jake Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could double him. You got two players. They got two of the best safeties. I don't know what they're helping. Javon Holland. They got two of the best safeties in all the business. You I, run out of pieces, man. Lance Allworth and Mike Dick are not walking through that door. <laughs> uh, like, look, I ain't like not I ain't, together for sure. No, certainly not. Look, the, the, <laughs> 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 I like that. The Dolphins have something going on. I, I like. I, I think the Dolphins ha- actually are putting together something potentially special, and I think they're going to be a factor in the AFC playoffs. So I see them taking care of business at home. I think RC's points about how. Dallas doesn't have the physicality to travel, shows up. If we're wrong, if Dallas wins this Good game, for them. if they prove us wrong, then that's fantastic. They that should. is only one more feather in their cap. Well, let me just ask you a question. For, for everyone who is so confident, I mean, in, in the Dolphins, like, I, I know it's going to make everybody in South Florida madder at me than they already always are. Mm-hmm. But every time they've had a big test this year, they've lost, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, they, it's that not, is true. We're, we're talking about huge this like, like oh, let, this let, is a huge let, stepping stone for the Cowboys. It is for Miami, too. Listen, yeah. Vander-ish injury is, is major, right? Because yep. they, they, that doesn't give them the physicality and the size and the inside in a team that wants to stop the run. If they move Michael Parsons back to his natural position, he can still affect sideline and sideline. If you want to get him pressure, you can blitz him from the second level. That's the only chance I give him. But you can't go in there with a 205-pound guy with – outfit that can be physical and run, you know, power and gap schemes. So let's make clear what he's talking about. That, that was that was one of the well, – or that's one of the things that the Cowboys like to do on defense. They play essentially they play small at linebacker. Yeah. And at, at no point last week did they seem, at least obviously to me, to adjust to anything. You don't have that. the you don't have the people. And ain't no adjustment you're punching yeah. them out. And, and, Who will call it's, them and up? It's, it's like and it's what you've done. Weight. It's oh. what you've done the entire season. Right. And, and, and when you're up – and when you're winning, it That's works. It. So you right. go back to Marquise Bell punching the football out late in the game because you can chase Look at that, sideline man. to sideline. This team said, we're not going to allow you to run sideline to sideline. You're going to have to see us every play in between the tackles, and they just didn't have the people to defend it. Okay. 
Uh, before we run to a break here, uh, RC, very quickly, uh, if we can, just, uh, slip me Mike Tomlin's number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to airdrop it. Yeah, airdrop me. His, uh, <laughs> I got to uh, and just find out what's a good time frame. You know, just need to chat over this weekend. All right, outstanding. As we continue, more from us. And then first take is coming up next. Can Matthew Stafford and the Rams make a run in the playoffs? Who's been more impressive this year, Dak or Tua? First take, top of the hour, right here on ESPN. Bowl season tomorrow. Triple header on ABC. We got Troy and Duke. We got James Madison and Air Force. And then Utah taking on Northwestern in Las Vegas. All the action tomorrow on ABC. Starting to look a lot like Christmas. Look at Kmart. I'm the only one festive. Jeffrey is wearing a tie. I don't want it. Not interesting. Kevin Hart left an espresso machine in her green room. Graziano at this moment could run a marathon. <laughs> I have been adopted by the Bills Mafia. The beauty of live television, folks. You're going to experience this with us. Marcus is going to do security. And we're all going to hold our breath and see if his internet holds up. <laughs> I'm just imagining all the Cowboys fans rooting for Tommy DeVito. I need Tommy DeVito to ball out of his mind. I cannot wait for Cowboy hats and these fingers. They're going to do it wrong. What did the policeman say to the snowman when he caught him stealing? You're white. Don't worry about it. You're white. <laughs> no? I'm sick of Jeff Saturday. If there's something that I love to see is a cowboy taking a ball. That guy went to my high school. Receive it. So it's a double whammy. Boom. Oh, my God, bro. And Marcus's signal hung in there. Fantastic. Yes. All right, great fun this week as always. And before we go, let me just show you that moment again. Mike Tomlin, Aaron Rodgers. Look at them. Look at them. They love each other. Uh -huh. look, 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 look. Let's make this happen, people. Uh -huh. Come on, get up.